shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Great Balls of Fire. Welcome to uh, the Minnesota Wildfire Episode 7. The Wildfire Balls. Balls oh. of Wildfire. Yeah, just flaming. You know? Flaming. Uh, kind of like uh, the most recent stretch of Minnesota Wild so Games. Flaming Wildfire Podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. This is gender neutral. <laughs> yes. Podcast. Yes. Professionally done. Wow. This is a professional <laughs> podcast, let yeah. us remind you. Um, but uh, welcome uh, to all listeners, young and old, new and old, uh, to episode 7. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find great content on our Twitter feed, at MinWildfire, that's at M-I-N-N, Wildfire, uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can always find us on iTunes or SoundCloud uh, at Minnesota Wildfire as well. So, a uh, lot, a lot, a lot has happened since uh, we last podcasted. Uh, but I'd like to welcome back... Maverick and Goose, myself Maverick and my partner Goose, uh, to talk wild hockey and to talk us through uh, some of the things that, that has happened. Um, one of the biggest things that happened is a lot of losses for the wild. They're piling up. They're, they're piling like up the L's. Wildfire balls. It's kind of like they're playing Tetris and all the L blocks just keep falling oh, in yeah. and like it's getting close. They're not maneuvering at all to get yeah. those lines. They're, they're slow. Their lines suck. Tetris, very underrated game, wouldn't you say? Um, I have to make a huge shout out to my mother, Wendy. Uh-huh. She's the best Tetris player I've ever met. Yeah. And even growing up, like she bought a Game Boy and Tetris so she could play on road trips and things. Uh-huh. She was good. Like like astronomically better than anyone else in my family. But it was a competitive game in my family. Love Tetris. Yeah. I mean, the songs kind of got annoying, so I'd play on mute sometimes. Oh, really? But I love that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I could play that over and over again. Well, alrighty then. My cousins and oh, we've got spoiler alert. We've got a, a special guest, a cousin of mine, but another cousin of ours, Brandon, is a Tetris uh, wizard as well too. So, uh, little shout out to B Kwame. I don't think he has a Twitter handle, but we could get him. He'd probably be Redbeard, St. Patty's boy. Well, maybe we'll have to create a Minnesota Wildfire Memorial Tetris Tournament. We'll have to pit cousin versus mother. We'll see Ooh. who comes out on top. I like that. I, I'd i put some money down on Wendy. I, I haven't met your cousin, but I, I know my mom's strengths. Yeah. And if you think I'm competitive, I'm like half as competitive as she is. So, wow. yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it's pretty intense. So let's get back to wild hockey. Um one of our big bets from our last uh, episode, episode six, was all against uh, the, the Wild and the Blackhawks and how the, the Wild would perform against, uh, well, the top team in the West now. Um, you know, after the most recent road trip, uh, the Blackhawks have jumped the Wild in points and they're, uh, they're, up, um, they're up a point um, and uh, are actually up three points um, on, on the Wild for the, for the most points in the Western Conference. Um, so we, we had made some big bets um, about uh, how the Wild would perform. Um, I would say we, we both did pretty poorly. So you didn't win and I didn't win. I'm not going to add this to our record, Goose. 
So, are you keeping track of our records here? Yeah, of course. Oh, you are? Yeah. That goes to the competitive gene here. Of course. <laughs> and uh, I'm bound to beat you one of these times because I am... Um, What's o- the record? Oh, like six and two o- or something? Oh, four and one. O- I'm oh, four and one. one. You're four, oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess now we're four, oh, two. You're four, oh, two and I'm oh, four and two. Wow. So stinks but uh the last game i i called uh that the wild would win in a in a low scoring affair two to one and uh, that we'd get one goal from our fourth line and patrick kane would have a goal um pretty close i mean the wild in in the most recent game did score two goals but unfortunately it was on the losing end the blackhawks scored four there was a goal by patrick kane but our fourth line did not did not score. We had a, a goal from Eric Stahl and a goal from um, Mikael Granlund. Um, and really, in, in in my opinion, the the Wild didn't necessarily play super poorly. Um, Devin Dubnik got pulled. Um, it was more of a, a, a an early. I mean, from from my point of view, the game was at eleven thirty Central which it was the the day after daylight savings so it was really 10:30 their body time <laughs> uh-huh. completely different game didn't look like anyone on our team was awake the first 5 minutes because we we handed the Blackhawks two really quick goals um and Devin Dubnik got pulled and then we really battled in an even hockey affair for for almost the rest of the game we doubled them in shots um we we had a decent amount of of faceoff wins we we did go 0 for 1 in our power play but we, uh, you know, two and a half times them in hits, and uh, really, I, I felt like we we stepped with them for most of the game. But uh, we came up short. You know, we didn't get the bounces, and and they were able to finish. Case in point, uh, we we had a couple of breakaways that we didn't convert. They had one breakaway by Marion Hosa, and he buries it for the game winner. Um, so. Um, I didn't do very well in my prediction, but uh, you called that. Uh, the Wild would win 4-2, to so you got the score right, just teams reversed. Um, and you said that Stahl would have three points, um, which he he uh, he did score, so you were kind of correct there as well. Um, but you said uh, Panarin would have two points, the bread man. So we, we both had I different... I love that nickname. The bread man? Next podcast or two, we're going to have to do nicknames soon. Yeah, we gotta do maybe like you know top five nicknames yeah. in in the chill. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's add that to the agenda for sure. So, um, not treading in the right direction, but maybe we yeah. can talk that about that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. In March, we're we're definitely on par with uh, the tournament scoring right now. It is March sadness. So I love that term. Yeah. Well, not in context to what's going on, but yeah. So uh, we we have a special guest with us today. We're we're excited to have your cousin Goose. Why don't you uh, why don't you give us a little intro and maybe tell us some salacious stories about your cousin? Sounds good. I'll keep them edited to PG thirteen. No, introducing Kay Desalier, Desalier, uh, cousin of mine and wild uh, fan. Also a North Dakota fan. He's a good man. Even yep. better person. Try to be. Welcome. <clears throat> Thank you. So any uh, insights into your last name, Desaulier? Uh It is French. Um, it's uh, pronounced more <laughs> than American way now, Desaulier. Um, Desaulier. Everyone always mispronounces it, misspells it. 
one of those odd French names, so. Are you related to Russell on the stars? He's French. No. Okay, good. Are you related to Celine Dion? No, I'm not. She's French-Canadian. <laughs> I mean, my family, when they came over, uh, both sides of my family actually came through Canada, so there's a little Canadian in there. Oh. But do you like French fries? I do love French fries. The best fast food French fries. Who's your take? Uh, I'm gonna go, it's out on Stretch Dairy Queen. Whoa. Dairy Queen wow. French fries. Whoa. The dark horse. Yeah. So they, they Minnesota kinda, company, by the way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So they've got the waffly fries, is it? No, they're no. not waffly. It's just they use the right the right salt amount. It's not too salty. It's not undersalted. It's wow. just perfect. Goose, they're what about you? Things. Wow, that's a dark horse there. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if nine out of ten people would agree. Yeah. But I mean, to each their own. And uh -huh. I love Dairy Queen. So. You so goose. I'm a fan of. I, I like fries. Uh, I would say right now my favorite fry is a Minneapolis company. I think it's a Minneapolis-based company. Love the thin, thin fries of Freddy Burger. So, oh. not Minneapolis based, but they do have some Minneapolis franchises. Yeah. I do prefer uh, potato fries, though. That is my favorite. Sweet potato fries. Ooh, they are also good. So I will agree with you that Freddy Burger has is the best fast food burger, and I love In and Out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Freddy Burger is the best burger. The best fries, though, in my opinion, is it's got to be Chick Fil A. The waffle fries, oh, hot. Yeah. You can get tons of different mm -hmm. sauces to to get on there. My vote's the Chick-fil-A. Nice. I always get the cheese sauce on the side. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I recently saw a list of the 100 best fast food items. Um, it was actually done by Bill Simmons and his team um, on his uh, new website. And uh, the Chick-fil-A fries were the number one item. And I don't know how they base that on the rankings. I, I mean, it's, it's tough to beat some items on the Taco Bell menu, but uh, um, they had Chick-fil-A fries as number one. But I, I agree with them, their fries. And that whole... That was sponsored also by Chick-fil-A. Probably. <laughs> um, well, cool. Ken, welcome to the podcast. Um, so as as uh, Goose was saying, he's your cousin. You're a massive Wild fan. A, fi yeah. a fan since their inception in the year 2000. He's yep. a flaming Wild fan. Oh, yeah. Flaming? Like hot, bi hot balls of wildfire. Like tons of wild decor, things like that up in my apartment. Can I see your wild tattoo? I actually don't have any tattoos. You but... don't want to see where it's at. <laughs> Speaking of flaming. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> it's it's 7.30 p.m. on a January Saturday evening. Um, you don't have you know dual screen TV capabilities. You're fighting Sue and Minnesota Wild are both playing at the same time. It's the third period, same score. What game are you going to have on the TV? I actually have a wild game on. Uh, I know it's some people like maybe uh, Goose over here would say that it should be fighting Sue on, but I have the wild game on. I got to give you some some knuckles for that. Some big bag of knuckles. There you go. Oh, <laughs> big bag of knuckles. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I would have to agree with you. I would definitely watch the wild over the fighting Sue, but uh, I'm a gopher fan. So no worries. Mike, I know you'll you'll interject here. So, so Ken's actually in town uh, because uh, Goose... And uh, and Ken are, are going to, to watch North Dakota later tonight. You want to give us a you know quick ten second plug on on that game and, and thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so North Dakota just won, beat number one team in the nation, Denver, to move on to the NCHC tournament, conference tournament championship. Really, for North Dakota fans, all they cared about was winning that game because now they will be in the NCAA tournament. 
Only 16 teams make the NCAA tournament for college hockey, so it's solidified North Dakota to slip in there. And the nice thing is they're going to be paired up. There's different regions, uh, four regions uh, in the nation, and they'll be paired up in all of all places, Fargo, North Dakota, as even if they're a fourth seed, fourth seed as in being like one of the worst seeds in a region, right? They they will be the, the home crowd, basically. So Fargo, North Dakota will be rocking and... Um, I feel bad for the first seed because they're gonna might be the favored seed. They might be wearing their white jerseys, but they'll be playing basically a road game yeah. against North Dakota. I'm not so. a geologist, but um, I hear Fargo is close to Little Spoons, uh-huh. maybe just yep. a little spoon away. Yeah. So well, and tickets for that actually went when they went on sale for the regional. Like before anything, like playoff, like chances are, they were sold out by all the UND fans in that area. So that's cool. It'll be a home game. <laughs> well, good. a geologist. <laughs> Studies rocks, isn't that right? Yeah. Is North Dakota not a rock solid team, or? Oh, nice, good, good, <laughs> good trip. <laughs> Take <Geographer. the> credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, best of luck to your fighting suit tonight, and uh, um, and enjoy your time here in Minneapolis, Ken. But let's let's talk wild. So uh, as we as we teased earlier, um, the the wild ha- are not in a good spot. Um, they have lost three in a row. They've lost six of their last eight. And uh, they have really been in a slump. It, this is March sadness with all the NCAA basketball fanfare going on. Uh, the, the Wild are, are seeing their own, uh, you know, madness in March, and it's definitely sadness madness. A um, couple stats that uh, Goose and I have prepared to talk you through and kind of, um, you know, talk over for a little bit um, with, with you, Ken. Um, so I'm going to have to credit... Uh, um, Russo from the Star Tribune, who put a lot of these together, as well as NHL.com, for allowing us to use their statistics. But um, in in March, the Wild have scored 2.13 goals per game, which is down significantly from their average of well over three um, for the majority of the season. And they've given up um, in March an average of 2.88 goals. So again, I'm not a I'm not a geologist, but when your <laughs> goals average per game is a little bit less than what you're giving up, typically you're losing. Um, yeah, so that's not good. No, treading wrong direction. And, and so this this begs a question. Um, actually, I'll I'll save this question for a couple more stats. Next stat I'm going to throw at you: the power play. Um, the Wild arguably had the best home power play at the beginning of the season. They were doing great, actually, home and road. Um, they were they were hot uh, during uh, their winning streak and even before and, and after, but in March their power play is two for twenty five. Yeah, horrendous. That's that's a that's a tall telling sign. Like for me, like two less than ten percent. You're striking on the power play. You're gonna lose a lot of games that way because power play is the best way, obviously, to score. Right? You've got a man advantage and you're able to um, set things up and put. You know, you win a couple more games, even if the Wild go three for twenty-five or or a normal like five for twenty-five. They might they might have pulled out a win or two over that stretch. So you're talking wins and losses based on this just that sheer st- statistic of two uh, two for twenty-five. So for sure. So um, they're giving up goals. They're not putting up as many. Um, in fact, their 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 PK hasn't been great as well. The Wild have allowed a power play goal 
in all four losses on this most recent road trip. Um, so not good again. Um, and we're seeing issues on, on both sides of the puck. So Ken, give us your take before we, uh, before we give ours. Um, offense is, is in woes. Defense is, is not doing well. Even our goaltending seems to be a little bit lackluster over the last little stretch. Which one needs, they all need fixing. They all need help. They all need to improve if we want to go on a cup run. Which one needs the most fixing? I think honestly right now the thing that would need most fixing would probably be our offense a little bit just to get into a rhythm uh, <clears throat> and sometimes the case with any sport you know it, good defenses help but if you can't get anything in it doesn't matter I mean yeah we faced some pretty hot goaltenders in the past well four games but uh, if you can get a few past them with our offense it's what will help win the games I, yeah I completely agree with you that would be my take as well um, I, I was never a a big defender growing up in all the sports that I played. Um, he I, still doesn't. <laughs> well, my take and what I've been trained is the best defense is a good offense. And to your point, if you if you have the puck in their offensive zone, you don't have to worry about how well you're doing defending or, or you know taking on their best player because the puck is in their defensive zone and you're putting them on their heels as you're trying to score. Um, and also, it's a different game. I mean, um, Goose, uh, who has arguably the most hockey experience out of all of us here and played junior platinum bantam bees or something like that during high school. Um, uh, <laughs> he hates when I do that. Um, tell me about the mentality of, of a hockey game when you're up to versus when you're down to. I mean, how does that shift? Well, just speaking of the wild, so the wild is, this is a stat that we pulled here. The wild has given up the first goal in nine of the past 11 games so you're playing from behind right you're chasing you're you're half you're having to push you're having to um playing from behind gives you a different mentality right you're playing more desperate you're trying to put more pucks on goal you're playing a little bit tighter when you're playing from behind rather than um when you have a lead you're able to relax a little bit more and see the plays develop rather than this mentality of we got to get pucks on that let's you know let's let's do whatever we can to just put one in right there becomes a, a little sense of desperation especially when you're down uh, in a third period and I think you saw that against Carolina uh, we were looking at the highlights earlier uh, Ken and I and um, seeing the quality chances that the Wild had was just staggering and this I mean I mean we had a goalie playing on on their head but you're also having you're throwing a lot. You're throwing everything like in the kitchen sink, right? And nothing's going in, and you're you're playing a little bit tighter as opposed to playing looser. If you if you've got a lead, uh, you can be a little bit more creative and create uh, offensive chances. So, yeah, I like the stat that you used. They've given up the first goal in nine of the past eleven games, and they they can't get out from under the rock. Essentially, they they also. Um, I mean, if, if we talk about like the last 360 minutes of hockey, um, which is the last, what, six games, they have led for only 12 minutes. So that's awful. I mean, that's, that's not winning hockey, but all the stats that we've gone through on, on this segment have been losing hockey team stats. I mean, you, you can't win games by, by uh, giving up more goals than you're scoring and by not doing the key things. Scoring on a power power play, and uh, you know stopping pucks on a penalty kill. It's interesting as we look at the standings today, with Chicago being the, the best team um, in uh, you know currently uh, in the West. It's interesting to um, 
to get a peek, I guess, of, of the, the most recent trends of, of all these teams. So let's look at the latest 10 games for, for all the teams that are currently in playoff contention or um, in, in, you know, slotted to, to win in the play, or to be in the playoffs. Chicago, their last 10, they're eight and two. Nashville, their last 10, they're six, two and two. San Jose, the last 10 is seven, three and O. Anaheim, their last 10, six, three and one. Calgary on a freaking tear. Not sure if you've seen uh, any of their highlights, but their last 10, they're nine and one. They're on a nine game winning streak right now. So within the West, Minnesota is the only team, the latest 10, that has a losing record. We're 4-6-0 over the last 10. Again, something has to change, um, especially, you know, the, the next few games we're playing. We're playing the Rangers today. We got the Jets on Sunday. We got the Sharks next Tuesday. Um, then we uh, are playing against Philadelphia, I think, and then Vancouver um, over the next, uh, you know, week or so. Uh, there's there's some good teams in there and some bad teams in there and there's some teams that that are that are in playoff contention and we got to reverse the trend today. Absolutely. Well, you, you can't go into the playoffs um, treading downwards and expect to make a long cup run. You know, player teams don't do that. You don't all of a sudden like hit a switch. Okay, now it really matters. We made the playoffs and now now we're gonna. I would love to see the the analysis of teams and their winning percentage coming up into a, a cup run um, prior to that and to see how they um, how they do, you know. Mm -hmm. Teams, uh, you know, two and eight the last ten games are not making cup runs. I can almost guarantee you I'd love to see the analysis on that, but we're definitely treading in the wrong direction. I don't know if you fire Bruce Boudreau, you know, but um, <laughs> obviously I'm joking on that, but um, you definitely, yeah. uh, it's concerning. Yeah, I, th I think uh, in you know in in this digital age where everything's on social media and you see um, so closely how fans are reacting, uh, you know, wild Twitter is pretty funny right now. The sky is falling. There's <laughs> there's no hope left. You know, there's there's no reason to watching any more games because this season's over. But let's take a step back and just kind of talk about like what's happened. You know, of our of our last five losses, three of those have been against the Blackhawks, the best team in the West. The Capitals, the best team in the East, uh, and Columbus, the second best team in the East. You know, like we're losing against great teams. We're going up against some hot goalies that are standing on their heads. Even in our losses, um, you know, to your point earlier, Ken, um, we're, we're going up against goalies that have stood on their head. And while you know, like Lack for Carolina isn't a great goalie by any means. I mean, he um, is like the 80th best goalie <laughs> in the NHL and has three wins now this season. Um, I mean, he was he was standing on his head. I mean, he 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 put up a good game against some some. The Wild had some chances. I wouldn't say the Wild like dominated that game because they were very very flat in Carolina. Um, but they, um, the Wild have lost, and I'm not defending their play. They need to improve, but they've also lost against some great teams over the last five games. Well, I think at the end of that road trip with Carolina, it, a little bit could have been with fatigue, you know. It, you're not home. You're not behind your own fans. You're, you know, playing the bad guy role for a couple of games, but uh, so fatigue had had a little bit into that. But yeah, playing the hot goalie does have a lot to, to do with it. Um, especially with like Ryan Lack, he, all it takes is one game, and you have a great performance there. Um, and so they just fatigue, and then facing you know, just one good game, and that kind of played into it. Um, but yeah, some of those big games kind of need to pull one of them here or there because now when you go, go to the playoff time it starts getting to that question of you know 
can they do it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. The, the most recent interview of uh, from Bruce Boudreaux after the Carolina game, I mean, he kind of chalked it up to fatigue as well. And it's a little scary to kind of even consider that as one of the driving factors of them losing because newsflash, you know, there's, you know, a handful of games left and every other game is a back-to-back now, like for the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a crazy schedule, uh, you know, screw Bettman and the NHL for for pitting uh, the Wild up in in, in a place like this. But that's the reality that we have to face and, and it will be tough. And if we are fatigued, then then rest some guys, you know, like do what we need to do to break out of that fatigue. Um, but uh, I, I think I think there's physical fatigue. And I think as an NHL player, that's the things that they're pre- pre- preparing for in the offseason. And they're um, utilizing their off days to, to just get their body right and their eating right and doing the right things. But there's also mental fatigue. And I think, you know, the road trip and some of the things that you're speaking to about uh, being away uh, from their home fans and their families, I think the mental fatigue is kind of worn on them on this trip as well. And we need to get back to the right place mentally, especially guys like Nino Niederreiter, who has one goal in the last 14 games, Charlie Coyle, who has one goal since January 7th, except for an empty netter, you know, a couple nights ago. Those um, don't count as much. Well, yeah, that's why I, I, I didn't really chalk <laughs> it up. But uh, there's there's some players suffering from some some large amounts of mental fatigue, and we got to break out of that. So hopefully today against uh, New York Rangers, we can do that. So obviously there's something wrong, quote-unquote, with the Wild right now. They they have lost momentum. It could be fatigue, as as we just discussed, but there's, there's some other things as well. So I want to play a little game uh, with the Cousins here. Um, you know, our, our French Canadian and our North Dakotan, North Dakotian goose. Canadian. Well, he's North Dakotan too. Yeah, but, but you're a North Canadian goose, is what I'm trying to say. Oh. Yeah, it's a special North breed of, of of goose. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's called yay or nay and why. So are these things what are wrong with the wild? Yay, nay, and why? You got it. All right. Let's begin. Um, the wild are losing momentum. The reason is because we're battling through illness and sickness. Ken? Uh, part of me wants to say yay. The other part of me wants to say nay. So it's kind of both. I just think, uh, obviously when you have illness, you're affecting, you know, players coming in and out of the lineup. So you have to shake up your lines, maybe not as much chemistry. So I think it does have part to play with it. Then the other reason I'm saying nay is just because, uh, the lines have been shaken up so much this year that, you know, there's a lot of chemistry between players and other lines that it shouldn't have a whole impact into it. Yeah. All right, Goose. I'll go nay. I'll say uh, we've had a lot, a big home stretch initially, and then we're, now we've been on the road. I don't think it has anything to do with fatigue. I, f- I feel like a lot of our players have been able to get rested and, and um, healed up from the mumps, you know. Jeez, the mumps. <laughs> ridiculous um no I, I you know we're just losing games and we need to start uh, closing out games and stay focused yeah i think we're just we're just not as focused as we were earlier in the year of a winning mentality and once you start losing you know it, it, it affects you mentally um and this next week is going to be interesting being that we'll be back at home with, yeah, the games are close together, which is a bummer for uh, scheduling purposes and recovery purposes. But um, we got four of the five at home, so that'll be nice to be able to be at home and um, just be able to recover each game and um, 
not having that real excess um, travel, and that one travel game is uh, in Winnipeg. So yeah, um, I'm gonna say nay. I think we need to be more focused and um, back to that mentality. We were, we had such a playoff mentality, even just like two weeks ago, and I feel like uh, we've lost that focus yeah. that we need. Cool. All right, the Wild are losing momentum. It's because they are still trying to figure out their lines. Yay or nay and why? They're still trying to figure out their lines. Sorry with you. I'm going to say uh, nay. I just think, like I said earlier, uh, they've been playing with so many different guys this year that you know there should be some sort of chemistry already between players here, players there. Um, it just, you know, you can play, you know, many times they've plugged in different guys, different places, uh, fourth line guys upon the first line and vice versa, and it's been good either way. So I just think it's... Like I said earlier, the fatigue. Yeah. All right, uh, Goose. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Ken here and say nay. Uh, they're not trying to figure out lines. Yeah, maybe with defensive units, like, but they're, you know, the third defensive unit. It's not the first two, right? Um, certainly bringing in new characters, you know, um, makes a huge difference. But, um, you know, it, but does it make a like huge impact on the line, lineups? And I don't think it does. I think we just got to get back to focus hockey. And um, you know, you look at Chicago. Chicago's a good benchmark for us. They've been trying to figure out their first two lines. I mean, like literally moving players in and out, um, like just seeing what works. I mean, they're they're making major changes with their lines, and they're making it work and winning games. Whereas the Wild, I don't feel like we're making major changes with their top two lines and and we're still losing so yeah um no i don't think we're trying to figure out lines i, I think we're losing momentum because of focus all right so last um the last well maybe i got one more up my sleeve but um the wilder losing momentum it's due to their key players slumping yay or nay and why i think a little bit has to be i'm gonna go yay on this one uh your key players tend to be your natural leaders in your uh, locker room. And when they're not kind of doing what they should be doing, it just kind of shows a little bit. And you always need that key player that, you know, f rallies up the team, gets a goal, or, you know, has a big hit, or even, you know, just a fight because something happened. You need something to light that fire a little bit. And uh, when key players aren't doing that, it does kind of reflect a little bit on the rest of the team. All right, Goose, what's your take? Yeah, so are they losing momentum because key, key players, players are, are slumping? slumping? Um, yay. I mean, you you got to say yay. Um, yeah, key players. I mean, it, Charlie Coyle, I guess, I mean, that is a little concerning. But Nino, come on, we, gotta, we need him scoring. He's on a power play unit. Um, and Dubnik, I mean, nothing to write home about. I mean, looking at some of the numbers you pulled together... 2.9 goals against average, um, 90 save percentage. I mean, that's that's subpar. I mean, really subpar. And then our you know our second goalie has been a sieve as well. So, um, R.I.P. because <laughs> he's gone. So yeah, um, he will be. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Key players slumping, not playing focused hockey. Um, absolutely, you have to say yes when you when you lose. What was it? Six of eight. Mm -hmm. that's more concerning than three straight losses to me because then three straight losses you can hockey's such like a you know up and down game and you you'll lose some road games that happens 
But when you're talking, when you stretch it out over a 10-game streak or an eight-game streak, like a six of eight, you're looking at, you're, you're trending downwards and there's issues and there's you're not focused. So absolutely, key players are slumping. And the team is slumping. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Great, uh, great banter here. Great discussion. Um, fun game. Yay, nay, or why? Yay, nay, or wild why? So uh, wild thanks for wild. playing. Thanks for playing. Um, so I want to uh, I want to close with one last question uh, for for you, Ken, and uh, I think we can all kind of discuss this. So there has been discussion of um, these these two big acquisitions that we got from Phoenix. You know, they have um, you know one week they were awesome. They fit right in. They helped us out. They were the saviors while we had two key players out with mumps. The next week, um, Ryan White can't do anything right. He's just committing penalties right and left, and he needs to shave his head. Um, and then Hansel like, can't even travel with the team because he's sick. Like, What's up with that? It was the worst trade ever, and that's why the Wild are losing. Fans can't make up their mind, and the sky is falling. Um, so, Wait, so, so what are they saying on Twitter here? I, I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. I mean, like I said earlier... Wild Twitter thinks the sky is falling, and they're uh-huh. pitting a lot of the blame on the two acquisitions, Hansel and White, that we've gotten recently. Um, the only thing going right right now with the Wild is Ryan White's hair. That's a beautiful flow. Can we talk about that? Well, not everybody likes it. I know uh, some people are really happy when Mikhail Granlin cut his hair, and uh, I think some people are wanting White to do the same. I heard Ryan White got an honorable mention on the Minnesota All-Hockey Hair team just during the most recent state tourney here. Perfect, and it should be. It's a great flow. There's, I think there's discussion of head and shoulders coming into play. Not sure. That's the only thing going right for the Wild right now. So, so bringing us back to the question, um, with with uh, we'll focus on Ryan White for today. With Ryan White coming into the lineup recently, the guy who's gotten the short end of the stick repeatedly has been Jordan Schrader. Um, two very different players, but um, Jordan Schrader hasn't seen the ice now in a couple of weeks. Um, really, since the acquisition, he hasn't been playing consistently. So, you guys are now the coach. You're making lines for tonight against the Rangers. Um, let's get your take. Uh, who do you start tonight on your fourth line, Ryan White or Jordan Schrader? Um, we'll start with you, Ken, our guest. I think tonight, just go with uh, Schrader. And my reason being is because um just to give white a night off um like we said earlier if it is fatigue you got to give some people a night off and i think schrader also he's familiar he's been with the wild the whole season and if not he's been in iowa a little bit um which is still in our system um he's familiar with what's expected um and just kind of how the coach goes about things so i think just tonight give white a night off uh and that way he's ready for tomorrow up in uh winnipeg Cool. How about you, Goose? What's great, your take? Great analysis there. Uh, I think they're letting they'll start Jordan Schrader, and my reason is Ryan White. Like with the locks that he has, you have to just kind of let that relax a little bit. You know, the hockey helmet sometimes creates a damper on on the beautiful locks. So I think that that they're gonna sit him. No, but all which, which is why at some of these really high-end private schools in the cities, uh-huh. namely, you know, Brick, they part of their team fees they bake in that blow dryer uh-huh. for the locker room to really just uh-huh. just lighten up that dampness and help uh-huh. them really fill their game. Yeah. Which is why just the lightness and to get the flow going. Yeah, the feathery uh-huh. flow, you know, it's just it kind of like, you know, the the windpipe uh-huh. with with the the wind helps them get yeah, their speed. Sure. Yeah, so maybe he's just had too much drag. Maybe. Anyways, Go on with your analysis. <laughs> Anyways, 
So, uh, no, I think you start Jordan. I To me, I even though he's a gopher, I really like the energy he brings to, um, to the shifts. And he just brings a speed element to the game of creativity that... Um, that to me as a forward, I love seeing the creativity and the speed because it makes it really hard to play, play against, you know, Ryan White brings this physical mentality. Um, he's cannot shoot, even though he's scoring at times, he's just, he's really not that great of a hockey player. He's a physical player. In the context of the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously in the context of the NHL. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Trader, I love the energy he brings and creativity and just that um, we need offensive spark right now. We're not scoring goals and um, we're not winning games. So, so you're saying Schroeder? Absolutely. Cool. So we got we got a Ryan White from Ken and we've got a Schroeder from uh, from Goose here. I, I think you guys both nailed on the head. I don't know if I need to you know dissect it anymore, but. As a head coach, you know, looking at a game, preparing for matchups, you know, looking at an opponent, Bruce has to be a chef. I mean, Bruce Bogtrotter and Matilda, he absolutely just crushed that <laughs> chocolate cake. And I know Bruce can do the same, but really, great chefs can take a step back and look at all the ingredients and look at the audience and really dissect what ingredients are needed to really nail it home. And as the head chef, Bruce, he needs to look at his opponent and use the tools in his toolbox, use all the crayons in there, and make sure that uh, he's putting the brightest color up against uh, the opponent. So to both of your points, both of these guys have a role on an NHL team. In fact, both of these guys have a role on the Minnesota Wild, in my opinion. Ryan White is that physical, high-energy, uh, fourth-line grinder, and he has a, a hair to follow. Jordan Schrader is a fourth line, fast checking, momentum, uh, speed, um, you know, great forecheck type player, and so they, they both have a role to play, and uh, they they both need to be given time, um, you know, in the lineup. And I think Bruce needs to kind of roll that a little bit better based on the matchup. So that's my point. Um, I think um, just for momentum's sake, we got to give Jordan another shot at the ice to see what he can do. So I, I would agree. Let's put uh, Schrader back in the lineup um, and let Ryan White uh, sit. Well, one key thing is, uh, I just looking and it just kind of popped up, uh, Hansel will be back in for tonight. I did see that, yeah. So he's over his illness. I heard he had strep throat. Yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't make it on the road trip, but now that they're back in, in the cities here, uh, he'll be lacing it up in St. Paul. So he will be back as well. Um, now I want chocolate cake. Well... If only Robin was here to whip us up some great ingredients. She'd be a great hockey coach because she's a cook, right? Yeah. Well, this this has been a productive podcast. A lot of uh, food eating discussions and uh, some discussion on the wild. We want and no dak, no dak, no daks. I really wish North Dakota would have taken the no daks. Fighting yeah. postman. It would have been something. Yeah, fighting hawks is the name now. How about we keep Sue? Yeah, seriously. Um, thank you, Ken, for coming on. Uh, Kate, De, uh, Kate DeSalier, follow him. Uh, we got to work on that. Uh, Lame Twitter. handle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brother's uh, little shout out to him. His is Ken Crotchdall. I thought about that. Yeah, Kendall Crotch. Yeah, yeah. Kendall Crotch, which I think might be the best Twitter handle that I've Maybe ever seen. Maybe give him a follow. If it's Crotchdall, I got a couple questions for him because um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's He's grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, that's pretty good. I need to work on one too. Yours could be uh, the Frenchman. Could be, yeah. Yeah, Frenchman. KD Frenchman. Oh, dude, that's money. Could Maybe be, yeah. not. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate we, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Obviously, our, our families are our biggest fans. Um, and uh, being Goose's cousin, you are now my cousin. Because me and me and Goose are like brothers. So appreciate you having on. For those of you uh, not in this room with the three of us, uh, you can't see, but we've got um, our Minnesota Wildfire Hockey Podcast T-shirts. We want to give one to to Ken for coming on for us. So here's one of those. Um, and again, uh, we, we, uh, love our followers. Feel free to, to reach out to us. Um, you know, retweet us, follow us for a chance to, to win a t-shirt. And, uh, um, you can find us at, at Min Wildfire on Twitter. That's M-I-N-N Wildfire on Twitter. So, uh, get at us. So as we're coming to the close of our podcast, um, we always like to do some big bets. Um, the wild, like I said, play. Um, home against the Rangers, and then they're they're jumping up uh, against the Jets tomorrow, and they come back home Tuesday, Thursday to play against the Sharks and the Flyers. So got some good games in the Hoppers. Four out of their next five are at home, and really, um, you know, Winnipeg is our home away from home because uh, it's pretty close. So it's not a fatigue travel, if you will. It's uh, just a, a couple hours on a plane. So um, let's make some big bets. Let's talk about uh, our thoughts for the future of the Wild. Um, and, and how we think they're going to perform. It can be centered around tonight's game or any of our next five, a specific big bet against, uh, for a specific game or a big bet against uh, this next stretch of games going into next weekend. Um, Ken, you are our guest. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll start with you from a big bet standpoint. Um, what's, what's your thoughts? What's your take? Uh, I think with the next couple of games, I think tonight... Uh, just being around the home fans again and you know being with your fa- their families again i think tonight will be a win um but i'm i'm going to go out on stretch here i think since you know lundquist still with injury uh, i think tonight might be a night where we see the scoring and i'm going to say five or more more goals for the wild tonight five um, or more goals for the wild that, yeah. that's i like that big well i would love that outcome i'd love it also if they don't give up five or more goals um <laughs> but a uh, great big bet all right goose bring us home uh, so big bet just regarding this game, right? I said this game or any any okay. game of the next five. Yeah, so I think we're gonna go uh, five and two, or excuse me, five and two over the next yeah. five. Okay, yeah. impossible. <laughs> Three uh, and two over the next five. That is incorrect. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah. You are awarded no points. <laughs> no points. Uh, I completely it. butchered that quote, but uh, it's pretty close. Yeah, a simple no would have been good. <laughs> uh, Little Billy Madison there. So, like so five and two or three and two? Three or? and two. Um, I like, I, I, yeah, I think we'll lose to the Flyers and we'll lose maybe tonight. I'm going to say we're going to lose tonight. But I think we're going to win against um, Winnipeg. Excuse me. I think we're going to, three and two. We're going to win tonight, 5-2 against uh, Rangers. I like that prediction. We're going to lose to uh, the Jets, and we're going to lose to the Flyers. That's my prediction. Three and two over the next five. Wow. All right. <clears throat> I am, um, I'm going to go kind of opposite because we, we both know how crappy I am at these bold predictions. And so I'm going to play on that. Um, and I, my big prediction for tonight is that with Lundqvist being out, the Rangers men- mentally are just going to be so fired up to defend their team and to just make a strong push and get in the playoffs, 
that the Rangers are going to win tonight and they're going to score seven goals. That's my big bet. Seven, seven goals. goals. Rangers win, they score seven goals. And I freaking hope that my record stays intact and I just lose this one big time. So I'm not going to say the J word, but I'm going for the RJ, if you know what I mean. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out for us next week. And uh, I'm, I'm getting desperate here. I'm very I'm desperate. getting very desperate. <laughs> Uh, They're so, going to win 100 to nothing. <laughs> so, uh, One billion dollars. The other, the other big bet that I'm going to throw out there is uh, I think that the Wild beat the Sharks. Um, I don't have any like big bets in terms of who's going to score. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, but I, I do think that the Wild have a winning record after these next five games, and they beat the Sharks, which is probably the best team um, on these five because I think that they match up well against the Sharks, and they shut them down last week when they, when they played them. So... Um, I'm going to say they lose tonight, and they have a winning record after the next five, um, and they beat the Sharks. So so you think they're going to beat the Jets? I, I, I don't want to get into the details here, Goose. Oh. I just want to leave it high level. I'm okay. trying to R-J. R-J. Reverse. Rhymes with inks. The jinx. Yeah. Ah, don't say the J word. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I have faith that our Wild are going to bounce back. We, I mean, we covered it today on the podcast. There's lots of things that the Wild need to do to bounce back. And there's lots of upside to this team. There's, um, I mean, people need to step up and play the game they've been playing all season. The sky is not falling. Have faith in our uh, beloved uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, and with that, uh, we will um, see you next time on the Minnesota Wildfire podcast. And uh, we uh, will be rooting with you. In the green and and uh, you know and red and uh, thanks again for tuning in and listening. I'm sorry, so sorry. Mike, your music sucks. <laughs> <laughs>